Hi, you guys. Get Caught Up is on the move. Welcome to the new GCU. Follow us on Twitter at GCU underscore podcast. That's GCU underscore podcast. And make sure you follow our new web address at anchor.fm forward slash get caught up. Caught Up Podcast is sponsored by Untamed Publishing, Anchor FM, Women of Vision, KD, MB, Tyler Landscaping, and Author Exodus Morning. Thank you to all of our sponsors and supporters. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Get Caught Up Podcast. I am your host, Untamed, the owner, operator, and creative creator of the Get Caught Up Podcast. And you guys, welcome tonight. We are back with a special guest. I missed you all last week, but you know it is back to school time and we were getting ourselves together for this virtual learning. So if you have a child that is in school, welcome back to school. If you're virtual learning, pray for me as I pray for you because I understand your struggles. But we are definitely back, you guys. And tonight's segment is sponsored by Untamed Publishing. Allow us to help you unlock your unlimited writing potential. If you are a inspiring new or even seasoned author and you would like some additional assistance with your books head on over to the untamed publishing website at www.untamedpublishing.net where we have a plethora of services to suit your publishing needs such as editing synopsis writing book trailers if you need it we probably have it. So just head on over to the website, visit the Books and More store to get details on what's offered. And of course, if you would like an author interview, go ahead to that contact us link and send a message and someone will contact you. Well, you all, we have special guests tonight. Mr. Akil Ali, and I am going to just give you guys a little background on Mr. Ali. Akil Ali Bashir deemed the most interesting man in the hood by radio personality Patty Jackson. He is a native of Philadelphia, PA. Um, he was born to two loving parents, Dr. Abdul M. Bashir and his late wife, Naziria A. Bashir, the iconic couple who brought the Paramount Dental to Philadelphia on 57 52nd and Master Street. Um, Mr. Akil Ali, he was a student at Overbrook High School. And while he was there, he was a radio TV personality on The Way It Is at the tender age of 15 on WDAS AMFM Radio, working alongside some of Philadelphia's great radio greats. 
And in 2017, Akil Ali, the soul poet, emerged on the scene as an author and spoken word artist after suffering a stroke in 2013. Bouncing back from his near-death experience, being left abandoned on his deathbed by his dead wife, he channeled his misery in his writings and poetry. As a performer, Akil Ali, the soul boy, has graced several stages across the country on his bucket list tour, leaving audiences mesmerized and entertained by his commentary of survival stories and his gut-wrenching poetry, inspiring others to have faith and to push through life. Akil's latest book and poetry production is called Memoirs of a Three-Time Ex- a Three-Time Husband. Sorry captivating audiences again with the in-depth poetry about real life events of his life that every divorced man and woman can identify with. He has two books to date, Grindstone for Life and Memoirs of a Three-Time Ex-Husband. Welcome to the Get Caught Up podcast in the UP Hot Seat. Mr. Akil Ali, how are you? Hey, how you doing? I am fine. I'm well. I'm so glad that you are here gracing us with your presence. Um, and you guys, I just want you all to know, we'll get into this a little bit, but I had the honor and privilege of working alongside Mr. Akil Ali and Mrs. April J. Armstrong when yes. they interviewed me on the Black Poetry Love, uh, Black Love Poetry Series. Let me get it together. Let me get it right. right Black right. Love Poetry Series. It is. And I had, they were so gracious to me and so wonderful. And I had an amazing time. Um, they showed me so much love. And so I just wanted to take this time out just to tell you thank you for that. Oh, appreciate that. Hey, listen, boss lady hooked that up. I just uh, I just clean up around here. I'll tell you that. You just, you just clean up. <laughs> That's yeah. okay. That's okay. Well, look. It, even the cleanup crew has a special part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, just going through your bio, you have had such an interesting life. And I did yeah. not know that you were into radio. So I really want to just take a moment to let you dive into that. How did you, you get into radio and what was that like, um, that experience like? Well, first off, it started with my mother uh, hiring the great Georgie Woods. If you remember the Georgie Woods potato chips. Um, okay. He, he was an iconic radio icon um, from the Uptown Theater to eventually to WDS Radio. So uh, the whole radio station knew my mom and they was great friends with her because she was very, she was an activist in black business. And, you know, at the time, WDS, AM and FM radio was black home. So everybody knew my mom had plenty of money. They would get loans and some more stuff, jobs. Um, she put Georgie Woods to work. And dad initially, when they started looking for a, a teen talk show host, I was the right age and uh, I was a shoe in because I've had this voice since then. So wow. I was on... Uh, the show called Kid Time News on Channel 17, which is like a UFS station. And uh, they saw me on there. Uh, I even tried out for Team Summit on BET. I actually did one show with Lisa Johnson and she heard my voice. And she said, ah, this, this dude gonna steal my job. No, 
¿Qué pedo? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I had my little minute of fame and I was, oh man, I was a strong, powerful Yumbo because my father uh, used to sit me down and talk what he called uh, rules of life to be a black man in America. Uh, my, uh, he's a very eclectic, very philosophical man. And uh, he taught me everything I needed to know. And I, like I tell everybody, I don't know about y'all, but I know my dad. Right? And uh, right. <laughs> he taught me everything I needed to know to be a black man in America. It started from there. And I was very militant back then. And uh, we had some great, great shows. I interviewed anybody from George, uh, Joe Frazier and his son. Uh, I, I I don't know. I was like the mini shock jock because I told I asked Marvin. I said, "How hard does Mike Tyson hit? Because he looked like he had a long nap there, boy." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Heavy D to Kumo D, Black Box, you name it. Uh, everybody came to. At that point, I was going by a kill Bashir, uh, which is his, which was my family name, Bashir. Ali, uh, I switched it up because I've always been a big fan of Muhammad Ali. He's mm -hmm. he is my favorite poet, and um, I, I pattern myself after his style, which is simplicity, clever, rhyming schemes to get a point across. And uh, he, he wrote a poem about the Attica riots, and it it, it just. It was just so profound to me. And that's what exposed me to poetry. And the rest is history. I've been writing poetry for over 30 years. And uh, performing, I guess it's about three, four years now. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and you know what? And we'll, I want to... Since you, you went there, I do want to... I'm going to come back to what I wanted to say, Anthony Rasmus. Since we dived into the poetry, mm -hmm. I want to um, just go through a little bit of how you were feeling. Because I know that you emerged in 2017 mm -hmm. after, you know, a horrible health scare. Yeah. And an emotional upheaval, you know, by being abandoned. And so, from mm -hmm. your wife. And I just want to kind of go into... What, what were you going through in that time, in that moment, you know, that catapulted you into performing spoken word? Um, I know that's a lot to deal with, a lot of transition. So I just want to kind of get your mindset and your feelings at that time. Well, first of all, when I was abandoned in the hospital, um, I called my father. My father, was, I was tripping. I was going in, right? And he was like, listen, Last thing you need to do is be upset. You need to calm down, do something other than calling me on the phone, tripping out, okay? So, you know, I asked my daughter to bring my laptop and that's when it started. Um, and that's when I wrote, well, memorized my first poem, which is Ice Cold. And uh, the rest is history. You know, I just thank God for poetry. It's my therapy. Mm -hmm. 
you know and and you, you know when when superman goes down you know cuz you know at the time i was cut up i was exercising every day and some more and it just hit me in my sleep i had a stroke in my sleep and i woke up and i couldn't move it was crazy now i thought it was just you know me just working too hard cuz i was a workaholic working out like three times a day i was crazy with it and everything so you know i um just got the purpose you know and all the muscles they work against you you know because everything is heavy everything is like uh i thought it was cute and some more stuff you know what i mean and god you know that's why you pray every day before you go to bed because Tomorrow's not promised that you're going to be the same or even alive. So I had That's to learn. Cool. Yes, indeed. I had to learn that I have no control over anything and that everything is, is because of his glory and his glory alone. You have nothing without him. And it humbled me. And thank God for poetry because I can let, love, let, let go of those ill will feelings and get back to purpose absolutely and that is one of the things that you know in that that I, I get from what you're saying is that you know you turn all of that pain into purpose right. and I just that is such an encouragement to other people who you know, no matter what you're going through, you know, not even the same situation, but any situation that you're going through, whatever it is that your purpose is, you know, tap into that and transfer that pain into your purpose and it'll work out for you, you know, in the end. And I want to, I want to take a moment and swing back because we were talking about radio and I, one of the things that was interesting to me was that you, you were deemed the most interesting man in the hood. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm getting a little taste of that now. So I want to, I want you to explain, you know, how did you earn that? But, you know, I, right. I, I can see it in how, how you're speaking now with me. I, I, I'm, right. I'm tapping into what Miss Patty Jackson was feeling probably. <laughs> right, right. Well, well, she had a, a, well, I'm a denturist by trade. That's the day job. We specialize in the fabrication of removable dental appliances. Um, Patty Jackson just went through her dental journey. And um, I told her, I said, I, I don't know who made the team. Uh, the most interesting man in the hood is when I was being interviewed by Pat Jackson about the Groundstone for Life. I told her about my day job which is running a dental office in Philadelphia at Shelton and Pulaski Avenue. And um, she just went through her dental journey. And I was like, eh, it's nice, but I, I could do a better job than that. So I actually made her teeth and um, told her the stories about how my father made Elijah Muhammad's teeth. And, you know, just the legacy that we bring. We are the smile men. Uh, we can make the Loch Ness Monster look good. So she loved that stuff. And she's also a stroke survivor like myself. And I, you know, she loved the fact that I didn't let it defeat me. I keep pushing. Um, 
whatever I can do uh, re, uh, after the stroke. My writings, it's just funny how God may take something from it and give you so you can give you another gift. Right. So that's what he did. He took my ability to walk <laughs> and move and he gave me this wonderful vision of how to put my words together. I don't know what it is. I can only give it up. And that's where all that stuff comes from. And then as I went through rehab, uh, my daughter, she got engaged. My oldest daughter got engaged. And that was my motivation to walk her. Because I had to walk her down to the aisle to a good man. And I, and I told her, I said, it's few of those kind of guys, you know, you got a winner there. So I'm a, I'll be proud. She's like, well, dad, how are we going to do this? You know what I mean? Are you going to be in a wheelchair? I said, yeah, that's a good question. Then they try to give me a walker. I said, no, I, I give me a pimp cane. I deal that, <laughs> but I ain't doing the walker. <laughs> yeah. I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. Oh my yeah. goodness. And, and that all can't, you know, it was something like you said that was taken from you temporarily. Right. Because God knew when to give it back to you. It, when it was right. time for you to release your daughter to, to the hands of her forever. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, they feeling then strong. He, 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 he said, okay, I gave you your purpose and now I'm going right. to give you this back for this purpose because this right. is what you did. <laughs> right. to, to give her away to her forever, may I hear I, that. Oh, but yeah. you know what? I want to take this time before we go to break. Mm-hmm. I am going to read the synopsis from your first book, which is Grindstone for Life. Mm. And I would ask that you would bless our ears with with a snippet from that book, but I'm going to read the synopsis so that our readers, our listeners, they can get a taste of what it's about. So the synopsis for Grindstone for Life, it's a story about Philadelphia's underground secret world of sex, drugs, and murder. Through the eyes of the Grindstone crew, an after-hours go-go hotspot for celebrities, athletes, hustlers, battling poverty, rival crews, police, and the horrors of the go-go killer. So, Mr. Akil Ali, if you agree, just bless us with a snippet from your book. Chapter one, Who's the Boss? It was 1996 in West Philadelphia on 52nd and Master Street. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. The 19th districts are everywhere with red, white, and blue lights illuminating the cold, dark, busy thoroughfare where hundreds of people lined up in the streets waiting to see who they would bring out of the go-go after spot in handcuffs. The Grindstone, a mysterious private social club had the ambience of Harlem Nights offering go-go girls gambling, booze, and Miss B's delightful soul food dinners. Authorities searched and questioned every patron inside. The number one question Who's the boss? Each patron was questioned one by one and had to show ID. Officers pour out top shelf liquor, ice cold imported beer. The search produced two matching 12 gauge shotguns equipped with laser sights, a couple of pistols, several knives, and countless bags of illicit drugs. Several patients emptied their pockets to avoid charges. 
Little did they know, Bavo wasn't concerned with their petty contraband. Who's the boss? They asked again. The Kingston Dread, arguing with police, answered, I just played a record smart. He, could, he couldn't explain why half-naked girls were jumping off hard pricks, doing lap dances or tricks, scrambling in the dressing room, pulling out their IDs out of their dance bags. They, that's also hiding small caliber pistols and knives. The big rave was here and plans to make big money, but the night was over. The club DJ had the most to lose. His personal DJ equipment would not be compensated by the police if he can only ask one question. Who's the boss? Amongst the patrons, sitting at the bar, was an older lady named Miss B. She's dressed in African attire, sipping Coke 45 when the police asked her, Who's the boss, miss? We know, we know, you know. She simply replied, I'm a grown-ass woman. I don't know shit. Miss B was puffing on a new pork cigarette she slowly put out, calmly walked out the building untouched with 7,000 secretly stashed away in a purse. That was the night's bar and food revenue. The police figured that out when the donut patrol finally checked the empty register. The pressure was on DJ Max. He's a neatly dreaded tall man from Kingston, Jamaica. Mom, man, I know who the boss is, he replied in a thick island accent. Maybe you will if we confiscate your stuff, threatened the young Irish boot cop. They would love to jump around to some locked away House of Pain records. DJ Max almost lost it when the officers confiscated every crate of classic whack. Still don't know who the boss is, asked the cop. Wrapping up amps, microphones, and the infamous bubble machine, which gave a nice effect to the stage for water show. The police turned on their flashlight to light their way through the club. They noticed two bedrooms fully equipped with in- incidental mood lighting and mattresses covered with rubber sheets. The female officers chuckled, saying they thought of everything. Their dried up flowers that littered the floor, half-melted scented candles and potpourri for stink panties. The rubber sheets are good for quick cleanups after dates. And the used condoms in the wastebags gave away the illusion that dancing wasn't the only thing going on at the groundstone. They grabbed the stash nightstick by the date's room door with the words Trick Daddy written in blood. Meanwhile, the officer continued to check IDs on the patrons, discovering these people had come from all over, from all walks of life, from rap stars to everyday hustlers. Some were scared about their warrants. Others were more petrified that their wives could find out and start to give in by compensating the only information, conf- oh, confessing the only information they knew. The boss nickname was Q. The State Patrol Patrol Board coordinated the raid with the help of the Philadelphia Police Department. The officer in charge, Special Agent Lieutenant Mary J. Smith. She's an older, dark Italian woman with a serious chip on her shoulder. 
especially for any entity that exploded young females. She stared at the patron like they didn't deserve to walk the earth. Her stakes for this club of ill reproof show like the stress wrinkles in her face. Marks of a scorned divorcee. The frustrations of raising two daughters on a cop salary are deep and raw. Agent Smith is a South Philly and Sicilian and a crusader type for all exploded women, especially teenage girls that sell their bodies for cash. She's making every dancer show ID, hoping that at least one of them is of age. She couldn't wait to save a young, impressionable teenager's life out the grasp of these pimps. The patrons fell out one by one after being searched and identified. She was accusing them all of undermining the minds of minors, even though none, no one was proven underage, thinking that the ladies of the night are having to do despicable things to make a dollar. She thought of her own two daughters showing off their bodies and having sex with strangers. Who's the mastermind of this place? Asked Agent Smith, as if she's the champion of prostitute rights. Finally, the police found a light switch. The fluorescent light exposed the array of drug paraphernalia that was tossed under chairs. The drugs were collected for evidence, including the good stuff. The strip always has the best dope, and they were stealing some of the bags for their own personal research. They were having a good-ass time, huh? Asked H.S. Smith. They searched the kitchen. The menu on the wall read Miss B, soul food dinners. At that moment, they realized the older lady from earlier was in fact Miss B. And most importantly, that she left with all the money from the club because nobody gets in her way when it comes to her knowing her rights as an old head. The remaining patients were now unable to leave. Agent Smith ordered them to their knees, angrily thinking Miss B was the ring lady that got away. DJ Max chimed in the argument between Agent Smith and the other officer. She not the boss, man. He stated in a high, strong cops with this thick Jamaican accent. The other officers are interviewing, pleading pages, agreeing the boss of the club of sin is a male. The boss was described as a very dapper-dressed black man between the age of 25 to 30. Some called him the Black Hugh Hefner, but all would agree no one there knew his real identity. However, confirming that Miss B is his mother. Son of a bitch, said Agent Smith, missing the opportunity for leverage by not arresting the boss's beloved mom, Dukes. Lock everybody up. Let them figure it out who's the boss at the barracks, shouted Agent Smith. The guys by the front door with security shirts on obviously worked there or whining about getting locked up. Who's the freaking boss then? Agent Smith asked again. Nobody said a thing. Frustrations started to set in. The cops started to rough up some of the security guards until they flashed their own badge. The security guard were police officers from the 12th district. The off-duty cops were generously paid by the club to keep the peace at 50 an hour. Agent Smith went off when she heard the news. How embarrassing would this be if your commanding officer finds this out, says the disgusted Agent Smith. City corruption has no boundaries. The fellow boys in blue were being caught red-handed making money on the side. 
All right, now open us up with some that that seedy afterlife. I hear you, that underground life. Hey, I, I, I wish we could. I could insert some snaps and claps and say, and that was phenomenal. And I love your presentation of it. Absolutely, it, it is amazing. So when we come back from our break, you guys. And another surprise for you, but I'm not going to announce it until we come back. So we are going to go and we're going to pay some bills and we'll be right back in just a moment. We all know reading is fundamental. When you visit KB's Bookshelf, you can find books in multiple genres to entertain and educate. Writers can even find literary services of value to their success, like our ever-popular manuscript critique and book review. Reading allows us to escape, explore, and share our experiences. I hope you'll visit us today at www.kbsbookshelf.com and allow us to take you on your next adventure. author, content creator, and live streamer. For books and more, visit my website, www.jctheauthor.net. For my live streams, such as my author interviews and the Three-Headed Monster live streams, please visit me on IG and Twitter at JC Storyteller. Also on YouTube, as well as Facebook, facebook.com backslash jctheauthor. Salute. Diane Rembert, avid reader, award-winning literary blogger, and the founder of Diamond's Literary World, which can be found on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, and www.diamondsliteraryworld.com. For a place you can get something for everyone? Butterfly Spirit LLC is a boutique that has you covered. From apparel, accessories, health and wellness products, and even custom design press-on nails. Visit us at ButterflySpiritLLC.com where comfort meets a piece of style. Hey Untamables, it's Kiana Danae, poet and author. Just wanted to stop by and ask, have any of you read any of my poetry lately? If not, you can pick up my books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere else you get your books, and of course, my website at kianadanae.wordpress.com. Now back to the show. Hello, hello. We are back and welcome back to the Get Caught Up podcast. And we are joined tonight with our gracious guest, Mr. Akil Ali, the soul poet. And before the break, he graced our ears with a snippet from his book, Grindstone for Life. But in a very first unprecedented event for the Get Caught Up podcast, 
we're gonna hit y'all back back with something because mm-hmm. Mr. Akil Ali is not only just redhead snippet, but he is going to grace our ears with some of his spoken word poetry from his poetry book memoirs. You have the floor, Mr. Akil Ali. Thank you. I call this memoirs of a three time husband. I married my first wife because of a baby. I only knew the the young lady for about three months and some change. We were both 19. I barely knew the pretty, freaky thing. For the life of me, I don't know how I afforded wedding rings, but all this for sex and all the color be bad. I went to sleep a kid, woke up a very married man. With all the pressure that you can stand, and I wasn't even old enough for a needing drink. Victims of a shotgun wedding. No time to think, but in an instant. I thought she was Elisa Christian, if I only knew this. Found out she was raised as a nudist. Mama-in-law, put your clothes back on with the belly of a Buddhist. I was too young to know better or for worse. Too weak to be in the world of fly girls than she may have cheated first. But I cheated every time. Messed around with a big booty girl with a beautiful smile. That brings me to my second wife. Married her for love because she had the good stuff. We were all around town making money all around town looking like the rapper Foxy Brown. Now this hood renowned power couple counting those decimals but she demanded I spoil her on the regular. Dismember my ego along the way. I long for a beautiful sister with something nice to say. But she couldn't keep her hands to herself. Then I lost her to an old head with bigger wealth. When respect and pride collide. And you can't trust your wife. And you gotta sit there and watch her. Reminisce over another guy. Oh, I tried. It's time to part way. Lord knows I tried. For a third time, married this one for gas, even though she has a voluptuous ass. But her granddad thought she needed a real man. He offered to invest in all my dreams. He had the influence and the means. But free exchange isn't a robbery. She got a shady past, my brother, but do you got me? I need you to do. Pray every day, lead her in the righteous way. I believe in your brother. Y'all getting married, I'll pay for everything. Now, this wouldn't be an easy score. She got my head spinning some more, talking about her oldest child might be yours. And I embraced her with genuine heart. But granddad died the day we got the results. I am not the father. The dude died with the man that fostered this entire thing. And guess what, y'all? I still allowed the wedding bells to ring. From the grave, the man still paid for everything. I just wanted to honor his wishes. But she couldn't pick me over addiction. God would be my witness. I tried and then saw. These are the fearless words of a three-time husband in peace. Look, let me let me try to get these snaps in here. Uh, okay, 
All right, you guys. We have been blessed with this dynamic spoken word piece. And when I say it is raw and lays everything out flat, look, I, I don't even think I don't even think we have to question <laughs> what this piece was about. My yeah. goodness, it, it is so raw and it it's so earnest. Can can tell that it came direct from your heart and from a very deep place so the rest I just want to ask so the entire book are is all of the the spoken word pieces that's in this portrait book is it surrounded around um, your experiences as a three-time husband well well the kids um you know, just being a divorcee, um, loves of my life type of deal. And I, you know, my five daughters and uh, my son, um, they are the loves of my life. And a lot of that stuff is in there. Each child has a poem and uh, even some of my stepkids, you know. I got 18 stepkids. Uh, Foster kids, it's most of our kids I've been appointed to. And I tell them, there's a lot of y'all. Uh, y'all ain't getting no money. But uh, <laughs> uh, if I see you messing up out there, I'll tell your ass. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, absolutely. Well, you know what? I well, now, now, hold up. Now I got 19 because I got an egg. No. Jake Boogie, that's April April J's son. So yeah, I got nineteen now. <laughs> oh goodness! Look, yeah. you you're responsible. You you out here being uh, Abraham, being responsible father figure for all of us. I mean, chipping when I can, you know, chipping. Yeah. But because you know, I've been in situations where I've almost been robbed, and I'm like. Is that you? They be like, "Oh, dad, what's up, Q? I'm like, "Uh huh." I'm glad I was nice to him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, I, I love it though. But you know, that is that's a true blessing to be able to be a part and be an essential part, you know, a figure into so many lives and touch so many. You know, your father instilled a lot in you. And so with that, you can go and instill a lot into others. And so that that in and of itself is another purpose and a and definitely a true blessing on your on your life so that is another good reason that you are here now i <laughs> i want to get into a little game that I, I like to play here it's called this or that so i'll ask you you know a question there's only four good questions but and you tell me which one over the other now okay. you know and and it might it gets a little this game gets a little uh <laughs> a little dicey at times, but you know, it, it gets hard to choose. So you go and give me whatever answer you prefer, okay? Okay. All right. All right. So writing or performing? Mmm. Mmm. That's a tough one. <laughs> oh wow. Writing or performing? I would have to say writing because the performing ain't gonna be nothing without the written content. So I would say writing. 
you know what? And as an author, that those, those are words after my own heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's words after my own heart. I tell mm. anybody, I say, you know. That's, that's the root. The writing is the root. You know, we can't yeah. have music without writing. We can't have right. acting or movies or TV without I'm writing. Not, writing is. I'm not gonna write it out. Yeah. <laughs> writing is the root. So yes, the next one: single or married? Married. Married. You know, right. and I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because you know I, I asked that question purposefully because of the title but I wanted people to know that you know even though you you know some people like like I'll give up you know on right. love and I, I had a feeling that you would say Mary oh know? yeah come on times, yeah <laughs> you know you see what it is my father's yeah. been married five times that's what we do <laughs> he, he said listen uh Fornication is worse than a thousand divorces. And it always stuck with me. I, had a, I wrote a piece on it and everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? That is absolutely correct. I agree with him on that. Yeah, I like yeah. that saying. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely a nugget to pass along. Right. right. Yeah, it stuck with me. And I always, you know, always married, always, you know. If we ain't if we ain't working to marriage, then it's wasting my time. And that's the whole truth. That's exactly yeah. right. You got to be working towards something it, it, of substance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm older and wiser now. I know what to look for in a woman. So, so I, th- I think the, this should be my last one. Whatever you know, I choose. Right. Yeah. Okay. And here's the next one: radio or poetry. Mm. I'm about to say poetry. Radio, radio ain't never saved my life. Poetry <laughs> <laughs> you saved your life. I hear that. I know right. that's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is the last one. Mm. Grindstone for life or memoirs of a three-time husband? <laughs> well, grindstone is very dear to me because that's who I was 20 years ago and it, it, if you read the book you'll see that I'm just giving testimony and with the combination of book two you'll see how it all comes together it's not really glorifying the game it's mm. really pointing out the the, the uh, what we pay for the fast fix, you know, the money, the, the try to do shortcuts of life, young, yeah. dumb, and and how we uh, move past it. So, grindstone for life is more dear to me than memoirs of a three-time husband. Three-time husband is is a culmination of uh, a lot of poetry. It's Fifty poems in it, so it was a lot easier. Grindstone for life. It was like giving birth. Birth, absolutely. Yeah, Mentally. I understand. Yeah, it's and it's like a yeah. cautionary tale, and right. and so I, I get that from you. Yeah. You know, especially with you know how you are as far as you know just providing your gems and your nuggets and, your, and imparting your wisdom. You know, oh, on you. on <laughs> on the younger generation. So I can definitely see grindstone for life being you know oh. that 
that particular book that sits the most with you. Well, huh. I want to just take this time out to thank you so much for gracing the Get Caught Up podcast and, mm. and blessing our ears with some great books and that amazing spoken word piece. And I just want to give you, and first, before, before, let me say this too. Happy belated birthday. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man, they're coming too fast. Ain't it? Crazy. <laughs> I know. It's September. Your birthday is September the 2nd. I wow. always give birthday shots out of my show at the beginning of the month, but you are here. Yeah. Your birthday is in September. I want to tell you happy belated birthday. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. You're welcome. So I'm going to give you a time to give our listeners your social media information, how they can connect with you. Um, please tell them a little bit about the Black Love Poetry series as well in the Kill Ali show. And also, you know, to where they can find your books, Grindstone for Life and Memoirs. Well, I'll start with that. Grindstone for Life and Memoir of Memoirs of a Three-Time Husband is available on Amazon. That's Grindstone, G-R-I-N-D-S-T-O-N-E. The number four and life, L-I-F-E. Grindstone for Life is available on Amazon and Kindle. But get the book. It's a better, it's a better situation. You want that thing in your hand. Now, trust me. Here's a disclaimer. I'm tell you right now. Especially if you live in the Philadelphia, New Jersey, or Delaware area. Do not put that book in plain view in your car. The crack is to steal that book before your radio. Trust me. It's happened. Anyway. And it's addictive. Trust me. It's an addictive read. So enjoy if you uh, you copy. Uh, Black Love Poetry Series Network is, it started as a Facebook page and group, and, and it's expanded into a uh, blog and blog network, along with my co-CEO, April J. Armstrong, our boss lady herself, who is a, a, just a blessing to work with. Um, we uh, This is our baby. She the mama, I'm the papa, and we have eight amazing shows with an incredible cast of hosts. Uh, any, everybody from Tanea Smith, Sophia Pope, Timothy Whispers, aka Mr. Whispers, uh, Black Hollywood, aka Bo Ward. Uh, we have a debut today. Hopefully, cross on cross fingers. Are y'all ready for some football? We even got a sports show now. Was Stephen Moose Bryant, uh, who recently uh, joined the team, and um, you know, with our share warriors, shouts out to Charlotte and Dimitri, Demetrius and uh, Wayne Lewis. Uh, if I forgot anybody, blame it on my brain and not my heart. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, the Kill Ali show is tonight, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, and we are interviewing the Afro-Latina. And uh, my show is basically, uh, you know, uh, highlighting the stars slash the dopest poets slash uh, the funniest comedians, you know, people that my path have crossed in my journey with my artistry. 
uh, you'll find on the Kill Ali show. And then my other pet baby is the Hip Hop Court, where we give constructive criticism to hip hop hopefuls and um, put them to task to stretch your pen, be different, be respectful, and think about how your words can kill people. I repeat, can kill people because a lot of people don't know is that the hip hop industry are one of the biggest investors of the Pino prison system. And that's real. So they give you plenty daily diet of going right back into prison with all this gunplay and this 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 madness they speak about on an everyday basis. And yeah, you're bobbing your head, but trust me, you're opening your your mind and and your, and your soul to negative messages, and you will act on. And then you'll find yourself really being uh, that gangster or want to be gangster and that stuff will get you killed. So uh, we're just putting people to task and, and, and letting them own up to their art and uh, and be lyrical. Don't just, if I, like Puff Diddy, uh, P. Diddy said, if I can uh, figure out your next line, you're not a lyricist. Things of that nature. So what we do is we bring um, hip hop industry vets, like super producers, and 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 they hear these young people, and 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 give them some oh man some jewels. We got a good one Friday. Two female uh, hip hop artists, uh, Cami got bars and Mrs. Fox, and they doing the regular thing, you know talking you know calling themselves a whole bunch of bees and this and that and other stuff so i got a sister uh who's, who's been deep in the game for uh for eons and i got uh some some heavy hitters the the talk to these sisters to really stretch your pen it's as a vast vocabulary that's the beauty about the english language how vast and how it adapts other languages it's the hardest language to learn Ask any foreigner <laughs> trying to learn English. It is a it, it, it's, it's a powerful thing, and to utilize that your, your language is 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 it's just wonderful, wonderful journey. So, yeah, that's what we do at Black Love. Absolutely, and I, I'm with you on that. That is, you touched on two things that are definitely near and dear to me. I love sports for one, so I am okay, going cool. to carve some time out of my yeah. schedule so I can listen to this good sports show because I love, I, I love. Oh my! God. Oh, I forgot the biggest thing. I forgot the biggest thing. Oh, October first, we will be premiering, uh, premiering on Roku TV. I know, I know. April's listening. Is like, man, if you don't say this, yeah. <laughs> Roku yes. TV, yes. Uh, August first, uh, we are t- turning our, our our blogs and blog shows into a whole television channel. So check us out, man. Absolutely. Look, you can't, you can't leave out the most important thing. I know, right? I know you, she's like cussing me out right now. <laughs> you, can, you cannot leave out the most important thing. So, yes, huh. thank you for getting that in. Yes. <laughs> sure, you guys tune in and huh. tune in to the sports show if you are in the sports, as I will. And definitely um, 
listen to hip hop core. If you are into music, I am like you. I love a lyricist. I'm a, a person who it loves people um, who can expound on their vocabulary and use their words. Yeah. Um, versus using, you know, <laughs> rhyme. Shock uh, factors. Shock factors, rhyme yeah. You know, things like yeah. that. Just, or sound effects, as I call it nowadays. <laughs> right, right. Or, 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 you know, just like rock, rock, rock has like different genres. Punk rock, exactly. heavy metal, and stuff. So, you know, put the mama rappers and the trap rap, or whatever they want to call it. And now uh, these are hip hop heads over here. Yeah, we just break it up. Break it exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. And I love, <laughs> I love lyricists. So, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh-huh. Please tell them where they can connect with you. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, Facebook, I'm under Kill Ali. Um, IG, uh, Kill Ali, the soul poet, no underscore, needy. Straight up, Kill Ali, the soul poet. Twitter is the same thing, Kill Ali. Um, and definitely Black Love Poetry. That's, that's the quickest way to get in touch with me. Uh, Black Love Poetry Series at gmail.com or check out our website at uh, www.blacklovepoetryseries.com where you can always get the latest poetry uh, on the YouTube with the Black Love Poetry Series. Just go up into uh, the poetry uh, playlist and then, you know, I'm always uh, making something. absolutely well I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the Get Caught Up podcast I have enjoyed my time learning so much more about you and your work and you know your purpose so I appreciate you for being a guest I've had a phenomenal time as I hope that you have as well I did this was fun man (laughs) I appreciate you for um, allowing me on your platform and uh, I had a wonderful time when you was on our platform. So uh, well, thank uh, you. And I again, had a tiger eating you and the bear. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember. That. I absolutely <laughs> yes. Together, that awesome, that awesome event yeah. the graphic for I really did. I, I really got into it, and me, you know. I, I I had my and, little and you gift you up. think it, you think it did a snicker so the, the lion had a good ass meal yeah that's that right part. that's right that's right yes. <laughs> I had my chocolates and my wine and I came and grace and you guys were so gracious and lovely <laughs> well hey, she's a, she's an excellent host I tell her all the time so I'm glad y'all telling her because she don't believe me. <laughs> Yes, she's a gracious host. Phenomenal. She does a phenomenal job. And you guys, well, listeners, you guys, thank y'all so much for tuning in. You guys give me life week after week. I love getting your feedback. I love hearing all of y'all crazy comments and questions that I get all the time. I appreciate it. You guys know that I stand for you and I I just love what I do and I love that you guys keep having me come back to do it. You you definitely called me out when we missed the show. So I had a few people like, where was last week's show? So I, you know, we, we you know had to take a little time off, but 
I'm back at it. We'll be back going strong for the rest of 2020. So you guys make sure you come back every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. And make sure you tune in on Wednesday afternoons at 1 p.m. where we give you tips and advice for writers and authors who are trying to publish their work. Want to make sure that you have a little help along your publishing journey. And make sure that you tune in next Wednesday as well. We'll have special guest Byron Jamal. He is a relationship coach and we will be discussing his book. So you want to tune in for that. I am excited. And also, um, make sure that you tune into our Socially Conscious Corner on Sundays at 7 p.m. where me and my lovely co-host, Miss Diane Lakeisha and Kay Rochet discuss social and racial injustices and just how we can combat that with knowledge and with love because silence is no longer an option. Make sure that you are also following us on the Get Caught Up podcast on Twitter at GCU underscore podcast and on Instagram at Get Caught Up Podcast. And if you would like to follow me, I am Author Untamed on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube is where you can find me. Well, and if you all would so graciously love to donate to the podcast you could do so through becoming an official sponsor at anchor.fm forward slash get caught up that is all the time we have for you this evening i thank you so much for tuning in and before i leave this platform tonight i want to wish my lovely lovely husband a wonderful happy anniversary of 20 years i love you thank you guys for tuning in good night